Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Last Saturday, Inter-Miami, Sands, Lionel Messi, no problem. Sporting KC took him down 3-2, Leo Campana. Congratulations on the extension. Gives us a brace. And right now, one of the voices of Inter-Miami, Joe Malpa, gives us a little time. Joe, how you doing, brother? I've been better, but I'm still good, man. You can see it in the in the headline here in, in the in the little video chat. Sad about Aaron Rodgers. I made that my headline. So Joe. I've been better, but but overall Joe. pretty good, man. Can't Joe. complain. Joe. <laughs> you can get yours. It's all right, Joe. It's all right. You got Zach Wilson. <laughs> Let it go. Let's go. go. You know, let's go. Let's talk about Messi first. Don't don't we're good. He'll be back. So Lionel Messi posts last night that he's at Bonchero in my neighborhood getting a fugaza or some type of pizza or something like that. Most likely not with the team tonight. Yeah, can we talk about the pizza first, though? Was it just straight up tomatoes and olives? It's called Fugaza. It's an Argentinian pizza where it's got, like, crust and then olives and tomatoes. And I guess he got sin queso, no queso, no cheese. I had it the other day. Lots of onions are in there, too. So, yeah, it's kind of a dry, dry Argentinian pizza. Yeah, it definitely made the rounds, and people, I think, were less talking about him not playing tonight and more talking about the pizza, but uh, I guess we'll do the talking about not playing. Look, it's it was going to happen at some point. We kind of knew this with the SKC game. Obviously, he missed that. They got the win, and I think it was two or three weeks ago now, Tata was asked about uh, life without Messi when these days come, and he said specifically there would be three games uh, that Messi would not play, and when he said that, People were trying to figure out what the three games would be. The, the obvious one was SKC, and you look to October, and, and there's another international window. But nobody really knew what the third game was within that because just the math didn't math. Um, I guess this is our answer. This is the game where they said, look, we got a stretch of five games to 15 days coming up. Let's give him this one off on the road, on turf, although he said he'd be okay playing on turf still. Um, probably better not to, I guess. And you got a home game Wednesday against Toronto. You got next Wednesday – the 27th, the Open Cup final. So if there was a chance to give him two full weeks off, which just gives him, uh, why not? You know, it, you get the rest of the guys there. for Not not for nothing, but this team, don't forget, played Atlanta earlier in the regular season. It was, I think, the first week of April before any of these guys arrived and beat Atlanta 2-1 to at home. So they beat Atlanta before Messi. They kicked some Atlanta booty 4-0, I think it was, with Messi. And uh, now we'll see what they do today. So as an Inter-Miami fan, no cause for concern, at least not right now. No, not at all. I mean, the, the, the point that I've been trying to hammer home as much as possible, um, 
it's not just Messi. Like, obviously, he's the mm -hmm. star. He is the focal point. But you're still going to have Busquets and Alba and Farias and Aviles. And I think, well, Gomez had a thigh injury when he was away with Paraguay. So I think he's up in the air. But you added six pieces, Messi being one of the six. The other five, maybe four, depending on Gomez's health, are all still there in this game. And Martinez is back and Campana's there. So this is a team that is constructed, even without Messi, it'd probably be a top three seed in the East. With Messi, obviously, it takes it to new heights. But even without Messi, everything else they brought in, it's a top three team in the Eastern Conference, and they can still get the dub today. But we do expect them to be there for the, the final, right? For the Gold Cup in under oh, 27? Oh, 100%. 100%. That this, today, this was maybe kind of just making sure of that, if you will. Like, he, he's got a uh, game Wednesday night against Toronto, and then you've got that Open Cup game. So it was just making sure probably that he is 100% good to go for the Open Cup. You know he wants trophies. You know he's trying to get that treble after the League's Cup and the Open Cup. And now that they're creeping up the standings to, to make a push for MLS Cup, uh, he'll be there. He'll be playing as long as he's healthy, and, and that'll be the one. I, it's going to be great to see the atmosphere that night, by the way. I mean, it was one thing to win the League's Cup on the road in Nashville, but to see that stadium – rocking with a trophy in the house that's going to be a lot of fun joe malfa let's continue on with the messy effect not just his effect with the team on the field but watching and listening to them against sporting kc they're a totally different team now that he's been with the team what difference has he made intangibly and even tangibly with this team is it just the confidence do they play a different style what has Messi brought that even when he's not with the team they're still a top flight team in mls you said it. It's the intangibles. It's the confidence. It's learning how to train every day. It's it's that winning mindset and mentality. Um, all of that comes with him more than just what he's doing on the field. And it's infectious. I mean, you, you see the, the way the players are looking up to him. You saw in Cincinnati, guy went 120 minutes in extreme heat, and he was given the pep talk in the huddle going into the second extra time period. So it's infectious. It's rubbed off on everybody. And even when he's not there, there is an expectation now that trophies will come, and that maybe wasn't there under Phil Neville and earlier this year when the team was struggling. Now they expect to win every time, and they know they know that even when he's not there, they have to win in order to put themselves in a spot to make the playoffs and make a run at MLS Cup. They can't look at this and say, oh, Messi's not here. Let's take a day off. Let's let the level drop. Let's take a loss. No, because that loss might be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs because – of the hole you dug yourselves earlier in the year. So it's raised the level of everybody mentally more than anything else. Who has benefited from that more? Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I know I know the fans, everybody, but like just a specific player because there's there's a couple of players since he's been there that's just like, oh my gosh. No, 100%. There, there's two guys that stick out the most in my mind. Uh, Leo Campana, of course, because the one thing he was lacking as a true number nine was the service before Messi got here, and he's had plenty of it and has scored plenty of goals now because of it. Um, and the other one might surprise some people. For me, it's DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin, I love him. Going back to, to my childhood, that 2014 World Cup, I was 15, 16 years old, and, and even going a little bit before that, that's when Yedlin kind of first broke out of the scene in Seattle. And when I was playing youth soccer and high school soccer, that was my position right back. So I gravitated toward him at a young age. So for a decade, I have loved DeAndre Yedlin. And it was paining me to watch him the first half of this year because he was a shell of himself. Whether he had an injury that we didn't know about, whether he just didn't have the right mindset because of the team not being as good as it could be. Whatever the case was, he did not look like DeAndre Yedlin. And it kind of hurt me to watch that because that was my guy for a decade. Messi came and, and uh, uh, 
switch flipped again for Yedlin, where he looks like he did five years ago. And he looks like he did when he played in England and when he played in Turkey and when he played everywhere and was doing it at a high level. He's making those runs up and down the on, down the wing. He's getting the assist. He had the assist against SKC to Campana on that header goal. He looks like World Cup DeAndre Yedlin now rather than the kind of shell of himself that he looked like earlier this year. And it's night and day. He had that game in Open Cup against Miami FC where he had that own goal. And just things were not in sync for him. He has completely transformed back to the player he was. And, and again, as somebody who that's been my guy for a decade, it's been awesome to see. And when he raised the trophy for League Cup with Messi, sharing the captain's armband, it's been all great to see what Yellen has re-become after Messi has joined. Another guy who's breathing a lot easier since Messi and friends came in town, Drake Callender. Yes. <laughs> he was getting peppered. And if he gave up one goal, that was it. And now he seems like he's just a new man. And he's actually elevated his play, it seems like. Absolutely. It's easy to lose track sometimes of what he does. Um, there were plenty of times, whether it was the Cruz Azul game in League's Cup, whether it was Cincinnati and Open Cup, there was a massive save he made when it was still 2-1 to one in stoppage time. I think two minutes before they scored the tie-in goal. He still is there for that big save when you need him. But although, like you said, he's not having to make as many as he used to. And that boils down to this was a team that was not possession first before Tata. They'd maybe 25, 30% of the possession every game. Now it's the complete opposite. They're getting 65, 70% of the possession every game. So he's had to make fewer saves, but he still had to make some big ones. And he's risen to the occasion time and again. He was finalist for goalkeeper of the year last year in his rookie season. He will very much again be a finalist for that award again, possibly win it this year. Um, so he cannot forget about him just because there's all the shiny new toys in the attack. Uh, but Drake Callender has still been outstanding. Let's talk about the, the manager, Tata. We all love saying the name. But obviously, I mean, obviously he knows Messi. Messi loves him, knows him very well. But you see the difference since he's taken over the team. Like you see they're a more aggressive team. A, an exciting team to watch like that's that's the other thing they're an exciting team to watch like we all love you know down here they love the Dolphins offense well you know what Inter Miami's got an offense now right Joe absolutely and it's just obviously the global game right there's so many different ways you can play this game you look to Asia and Japan it's so methodical and and they have their style you look to South America and it's that flair it's that possession it's that up-tempo um uh, just fun to watch style. You look at England, and that's what kind of Phil Neville brought in. It's kind of that uglier, muddy it up, sit back and counter style. Um, you look to, Come to on, some give of the top Italy, teams in Africa. Give Italy their love. Yeah, Italy gets their love too. It's the counter defense attack. first, and, and it's that style. Like, there's all different styles all across the world. There's a million different ways you can play this game. And maybe the one that is the most uh, which they're appealing to the eye the South is that game. South American style, and, and that's what Tata brings. Um, look, the Venn diagram of people who previously coached Messi and previously coached at MLS is only one person, and that's Tata Martino. And that's why they went out and got him, and it's been the perfect fit. He's implemented that style. Obviously, you've got that, that, uh, that South American flair in South Florida w between the demographics, the people who are coming out to the games, the fans, and, and that's what they want to see. And he's brought that. Uh, it's a fun style. He can morph. Uh, this is probably getting really technical, but like, he could play out of a 3-5-2. He could play out of a 4-3-3. He could play different ways. But whatever the shape is, you're still getting that same principles and the same style. And it's fun to watch. It's so different night and day uh, to, to what it used to be. Now, Joe, how has the Messi effect affected you guys, the play-by-play -play men? Uh, you know what I mean? Before, you've heard the rumors. Obviously, there was a lot of rumors and everything like that. But you love the team. You're part of the team, broadcast the team. And then 
it happened. And it's been now, a dream, man. It's been a dream. I mean, th- there's no sugarcoating it. It's tough to broadcast a losing team. Um, at the end of the day, our job is to try to put a positive uh, vibe out there. The, it's, it's, it's a home team radio broadcast. Like, you listen to NFL home team radio. Like, they're going to be slanted toward their team. Like, it's our job to try and make it as positive as it could be, even when we were in St. Louis getting our butts kicked yeah. and whatever the score was at. I'd say 4 0, 3 0, whatever four-nil. it was. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because you kind of show up to the office, you show up to the stadium, and you're like, all right, well, how's it going to go today? And look, we all like to be winners. That's, that's in our DNA. That's, that's not anything new. It's why when you're a kid, you root for the Warriors when they're a dynasty. And, and maybe after the Warriors, before then, you were rooting for LeBron in the Heat. Like, as a kid, you want to be a winner. And, and growing up, you want to win. So you got to be loyal to your team. And even when it was tough earlier, like me and Thomas Rongin, or whether it was Phil Shane or Chris Whittingham rotating in, we knew what we were coming into. We knew it might be a grind it out, hope you get a result type of day. Now it's a lot more fun, and that goes without saying because, you know, coming into the stadium, you're going to see something crazy, whether it's from Alba, whether it's from Messi, whether it's even from Farias, that sliding goal he scored against LAFC. And, you know, the team is probably going to win, and it's a lot more fun. I mean, uh, you guys, uh, the audience that you got here, it was probably a lot less fun going to Panthers games a couple years ago than it was when they were winning president trophies. And it was a lot less fun going to Dolphins games when it was Matt Moore as the quarterback than it is now with two at quarterback. So it's just logical, and, and it's been a lot more fun to call and be there. Joe Malfa, is it you and Thomas Rungan on the call tonight? It is. TR and I, after a week hiatus, I was back home for a bridal shower and going to the Jets game Monday night in Jersey. Ooh. TR was north of the border in Toronto for uh, the, the first showings of his film coming out at the, at the Toronto Film Festival. So we were both wow. gone last week. We were, we were both back this week and back again on Wednesday for the game against Toronto, he and I. Right here on 560 WQAM. We're going to get into your New York experience in just a minute. One more Inter-Miami question, though. Tata Martino, just one of the many storylines tonight. There are just a boatload of storylines tonight between Inter-Miami and Atlanta United. Can you kind of break some of them down? Yeah, Tata's return is obviously the big one. Um, and don't forget about Joseph Martinez's return as well. Scored over 100 goals in his time uh, in Atlanta, beloved there. And when he came here, he, he had that like seven game goalless drought. It wasn't until we played Atlanta here that he scored two goals and finally kind of broke out. And that day, something spoke volumes to me. Um, if anybody's been to Dry Pink Stadium, you know where the away fan section is. It's it's toward uh, the right side if you're watching the TV and, and it's all the way up in the right corner. And after he scored his goals, he went over there got on his knee, bowed and respected them. And even after he scored two goals on them, the whole fan section was bowing to him like he is King Martinez that he is. Um, And it's going to be fun to see the reception he gets coming back. But beyond all that, really big playoff implications today because as Inter-Miami continues its charge up the table, now, by the way, only six points back of D.C. for the last play-in spot with two games in hand. So Inter-Miami now does just about control destiny. Um... But with the, the, the rate that they've been winning games, you got to start looking higher than just eight or nine. And Atlanta's sitting there in sixth place on 42 points. That's going to be a tall ask for Inter-Miami to get all the way up there. But these are teams that you got to start thinking about now and start looking at because whether it's somehow catching them, if they continue to run the table, or if it's a, a first or second round playoff matchup, these are teams you got to start looking at. And it's a team that we played before Messi and beat them. He played in League's Cup with Messi and kicked them off the field. And now we play him again, and there's a chance you could play him again in the playoffs. So you got to start thinking about what you show against these teams 
because they might pop up again later. And that's a big storyline here in my mind. We've seen this team twice. We'll see them a third time. Possibly we'll see them a fourth time. And remember this game, if we're talking again a month from now, that these teams are meeting in the playoffs. How many points back are we? Uh, so this year, the, the way the conferences shake out, because the expansion team in San Diego is coming next, um, you've got the 15 teams in the East. So the top seven make the playoffs. And then eight and nine is a play-in game. So right now the target is that play-in game. We're six points back of D.C. United for the last spot in that play-in, and we have two games in hand. So win both games in hand, and we pass D.C. into that play-in spot. Uh, we're seven back of Montreal for eighth. We're 12 back of Nashville for seven. So realistically, it's that 8-9 play-in game. But uh, it's, it's again, you win that play-in game, and nobody wants to see it. Joe, they're going to follow the South Florida script. <laughs> All the teams that it, they were playing. Dolphins made the wild card. Heat playing. Panthers, they just got the eight spot. Oh, Inches yeah. winning. We're winning the MLS Cup. Yeah, we winning the MLS Trouble. Cup. Trouble. Trouble. Yeah, we winning the MLS Cup. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, Joe, so you were up in New York. Tell us a little bit about that. You were at, what game were you at in MetLife Stadium? What do you think? Come on, man. Uh, I'm just wondering. No, what do you mean you're wondering? It says it on his title right there. Fair, Don't be that be guy. Fair. There were two games there. The Giants played the Cowboys on Sunday. Ooh, even though way. that wasn't really Joe, much of a game. Joe. That wasn't much of a game. Joe, did and you then I was that at one? the game Monday. I was at the game Monday. Mm, okay. And How exciting. It was, it was kind of exactly what you expected if you were watching on TV. Like, emotions were high to start the night. It's 9-11. It's a great atmosphere. Aaron Rodgers sprints out like a scene from a movie carrying the American flag with the spotlight on him. <laughs> and then it was done in four plays. Okay. And uh, for, for about from – all right, so that was early first quarter – until the until halftime, Bills took a 13-3 lead. Until yeah. halftime, it felt like we were at a funeral more than a, than a football game. But then coming out the half, crowd kind of started to, to accept it, make peace with it, uh, and, and the crowd was nuts again the whole second half. Zach Wilson leads the comeback, walk-off punt return touchdown, and it was the highest of highs down to the deepest valley okay. and then back to the highest of highs, and it was a great experience that I'll never forget. But now the rest of the season looks a little bit different. Okay, you know I'm a diehard. Yeah. So was the fan base at at MetLife or at JetLife? Was it like, oh my God, here we go again? It's always us or anything like that, or was it just like it? It was such a shocking. Not, like, not really, it was it was more shocking, and there was a silence, but it was never a crowd that grew restless. Um, we've seen it before with this with this fan base. You go wrestling, you start booing Zach. You want Chris Streveler to come in. You want Greg McElroy to come in uh, for, for Mark Sanchez going back a decade now. It never got to that point. It was shock. It was acceptance. And then it was trying to rally the rest of the team to go and get that dub, knowing that we have something special beyond just a quarterback. And that why can't we be the, the Niners of last year where they had five different quarterbacks and still made a run? Because that defense in the running game is so elite. Um, I think it was more rallying the troops, and it was a lot of fun. It was genuinely the best atmosphere I've ever been in in that stadium, and that includes uh, the 2015 playoff win over the Patriots. Best atmosphere I've ever been in in that stadium, and it rivaled some college football atmospheres. I think it was awesome that night. Wow, Joe. That was that was tough. Now, do you feel like the Dolphins are the team to beat in the AFC East now? You got you to gotta pick the Dolphins. Uh, right I still think it's the Bills. Hmm. I think sometimes we read too much into week one, overreact one way or the other. Um, I think the Jets defense just has Josh Allen's number, and that's why he looked bad. I still think he's going to be an MVP candidate. Um, 
I think two is an MVP candidate after what he showed in week one. My biggest issue, though, is the Bills have a defense. The Dolphins don't have a defense. Mm. So at the end of the day, I'm still taking the Bills as the top team in the pecking order in the East. Uh, the Dolphins probably have to say slide into second now over the Jets, and, and the Jets are third. I do still think three teams make the playoffs in this division. I, I still firmly believe the Jets can ride this defense and the run game into the postseason, and I think Zach has improved. I think he can manage kind of how Mark Sanchez did in 09 and 10, and I don't think that they're necessarily locked in on him. Don't sleep on uh, maybe you heard it here first type of thing. Come week eight, Jets in the, in the mix for, for Kirk Cousins because you look at Minnesota's schedule, they could very well be two and five, two and six out the race, and he only has one year left on his deal this season. He's got no guaranteed money, so it kind of fits perfectly. You trade for him, maybe a mid-round pick, and then at the end of the year, he's free agent anyway, and you go back to Rodgers. So uh, I do still think the Jets make the playoffs, and it's going to be a, a tighter race than people imagine. But, yeah, Dolphins probably slide into two. I got Bills number one. Last thing on this before we let you go. You, did you see the Aaron Rodgers interview with Pat McAfee? I, I did. It's very easy to see why did people like goose? him so much. I'm going to use a Tobin term. Let me <laughs> use a South Florida Miami Dolphin term. Did you get any goosies with the way he was saying that don't expect them out a, you know, I did. I did. I was sitting there and I was ready to run through my, there's like a wall in my apartment oh, that kind of like separates the, the, the office that I'm in right now and the TV. I was ready to jump off the couch and just sprint through this wall and come into my office right here because like the way he said that, like, oh man, like he, he started to kind of lead people on like he's going to come back this year. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't buy care. it either, but Cam Akers did. I don't care what crazy ayahuasca, whatever he's got going on. There's no way. German there's doctors. no way he's coming back this season. No German shot. doctors. Come on, Joe. German doctors. <laughs> Real quick before we let you go, Joe, last night I had the TV on. Virginia, your Maryland Turpins. I see it's 14 oh, yeah. nothing getting run off the field. So I turned the TV off. I said, man, Maryland does not have Little bro is nice. And then Little sudden, bro Tua. I mean. Um, all of a sudden. Talia. Yeah. Talia, Talia is nice. Forty-two, fourteen. What happened when I turned the TV off? Uh, what happened is is Maryland did a Maryland uh, last week. It, it flew a little bit more on the radar because it was a, a a smaller program they played, but they played Charlotte last week, um, and they were down fourteen nothing as twenty-eight point favorites. They were down fourteen nothing against Charlotte. Came back and I think almost covered the spread. Um, last night, same thing. Started bad early. Came back. we're probably the best team in the nation from the second quarter on, which is not really good in the first quarter, Um, but we'll get a good test this week coming up on the road against Michigan state and then get into conference play. Look, I'm always going to be pessimistic about Maryland just because I always feel like something happens. Something happens. Quarterback gets hurt or you you don't live up to expectations or something. Uh, But a lot of people think we're going nine and three or 10 and two this year because we have a pretty easy schedule. We still got Ohio state, Michigan and Penn state. And for the people who think we're 10 and two, no way we're not losing all three games. Of course, we're losing all three of those games. Uh, but I can see nine and three, eight and four, make a solid bowl game and have some fun. Am I correct when I say Inter Miami is the best club team in CONCACAF? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think absolutely right now. I mean, there, there's, there's not much of a question about it. Uh, they're, they're about to be possibly number one in the MLS power rankings. And that's even, you know, considering where they are in the standings. So, yeah, pr- pretty solid and, and and it's it's a case to be made. We'll see maybe if they get when they get into the Champions League come the wintertime. Joe Malfa, go rest those pipes. Tell our dude, dude, Thomas Rungan, that we miss him, and we can't wait to hear both of you tonight. The pregame starts at 4.30 right after this show. Thank you for joining us early today. Thank you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 